The quest to build an instrument that can detect gravitational waves began decades ago, but so far it has proved fruitless. As of this writing, LIGO, the $570 million Laser Interferometry Gravitational Wave Observatory, represents the best attempt. It consists of three instruments, two in Washington State and one in Louisiana. Each of these is an engineering marvel, a laser-based measuring stick capable of detecting a twitch the width of an atom. LIGO works by shooting laser beams down two perpendicular arms and measuring the differences in length between them, a strategy known as laser interferometry. If a sufficiently large gravitational wave comes by, it will change the relative length of the arms, pushing and pulling them back and forth. In essence, LIGO is a celestial earpiece, a giant microphone that listens for the faint symphony of the hidden cosmos. Like many exotic physical phenomena, gravitational waves originated as theoretical concepts, the products of equations, not sensory experience. Albert Einstein was the first to realize that his general theory of relativity predicted the existence of gravitational waves. He understood that some objects are so massive and so fast-moving that they wrench the fabric of space-time itself, sending tiny swells across it. How tiny? So tiny that Einstein thought they would never be observed. But in 1974, two astronomers, Russell Hulse and Joseph Taylor, inferred their existence with an ingenious experiment, a close study of an astronomical object called a binary pulsar. Pulsars are the spinning, flashing cores of long-exploded stars. They spin and flash with astonishing regularity, a quality that endears them to astronomers, who use them as cosmic clocks. In a binary pulsar system, a pulsar and another object, in this case an ultra-dense neutron star, orbit each other. Hulse and Taylor realized that if Einstein had relativity right, the spiraling pair would produce gravitational waves that would drain orbital energy from the system, tightening the orbit and speeding it up. The two astronomers plotted out the pulsar's probable path and then watched it for years to see if the tightening orbit showed up in the data. The tightening not only showed up, it matched Hulse and Taylor's projections perfectly, falling so clearly on the graph and vindicating Einstein so utterly that in 1993 the two were awarded the Nobel Prize in Physics. The trouble for LIGO is that it can hear these binary pulsars only in their final moments when their starry spiral accelerates, churning out a series of strong waves that propagate across space like an invisible cosmic death rattle. Our universe may be large and star-filled, but binary collapses are rare. To hear them with any regularity, you have to train your ear on a gigantic chunk of the cosmos. Until recently, LIGO's reach was limited to a region of space that can go centuries without a binary collapsing within its borders. But LIGO's first build was a dry run, a way of working out the engineering kinks that accompany instrument integration on a kilometers-wide scale. Now that LIGO's engineers know they can make a complex detector work, they're upgrading its sensitivity so that soon it will be able to detect a binary collapse from 500 million light-years away an improvement that could allow it to hear hundreds of these events a year. Indeed, most astrophysicists expect LIGO to achieve the first direct detection of gravitational waves within months of its return in 2016, 
the 100th anniversary of Einstein's prediction. Despite its considerable cost, LIGO's ambitions are limited. In some ways, it is a proof-of-concept mission, a necessary first step before gravitational wave science ascends to its most natural environment, space. Our planet is a terrible place for a gravitational wave observatory because its crust is constantly awash in seismic noise, the product of booming tectonic collisions underneath Earth's surface and sloshing oceans atop it. All of this shaking and quaking can easily drown out the thin, matter-shifting wisp of a gravitational wave. To hear a wider variety of them, we need a detector in the abyss beyond the atmosphere, where conditions are considerably more serene. At the NASA Goddard Space Flight Center, two teams of engineers are positioning themselves to be the first to put a gravitational...